The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Time to release your mouse, turn your speakers way up, and hang on to your hard drive. As the SEO rock stars log on to rock the net right out of the stratosphere. Prepare to optimize your Tuesday evening jamming and spamming with the always highly ranked SEO rock stars. Guaranteed to be a night filled with great memory. Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's September 26th, and uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but we are back with the live SEO Rockstars. Got my good buddy, Mr. Bozer, on the line. How you doing, Greg? I'm all right. Good. Keep on good. just at the nick of time there. There you go. Well, you know, at least we're live. It's, uh, you know, sitting in the chat room, and everybody's like, hey, I'm sure Rockstars is a rerun. Go for two hours, shoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, well... I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that, as usual. There you go. Well, with the, we had the one week where the site got hacked. and uh, Oh, you're right. That was my fault. There you go. And then last week, uh, I happened to be on the road and just didn't work out. So. But we're yeah, back, every- and uh, as usual, completely aimless and topicless. Uh, no guests on the line for tonight, but uh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. See, That's what I've heard. Got the- Sorry, go ahead. That's what I've heard. Yeah, Incisive got uh, bought again for three hundred and forty-five gajillion dollars. Yeah, kind of uh, changes the whole picture now, doesn't it? It absolutely does. It's like you wonder what Danny knew before beforehand on that one. Well, I kind of think he, you know, I'm I'm sure they must have told him why they weren't going to give him a new deal. You'd imagine. I mean, it would have to, it makes sense that way at any rate. And the interesting thing, you know, they got bought, so they were a public company, and now they're being acquired and taken back private. Exactly. In the deal. So, kind of hard for them to give up some equity when they're about to get acquired. So, the question becomes, what will the new owner do? There you go. I think that the problem is, how do you get, you know, do the, are the new owners going to, be you know forward thinking enough to realize that even though SES is a small part of a really really large puzzle, the value of that that small part and the value of Danny to that. Yeah, I mean based on what they're paying for it now and what Incisive paid, I think the SES thing makes up about ten percent roughly. Yeah, somewhere in there. Which which isn't huge, so there's a good chance they'll just be a bunch of idiots and not even pay attention to that ten percent. Could but be. then again, oh. if they were smart, they might call Danny up and say, hey, uh, you know, we'll make you the deal that Incisive wouldn't, and you don't have to go anywhere, and you're right back doing the same thing, and everybody's happy. That would make me happy, I know that much. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that's actually going to happen right away. Well, you got to figure at this point, with Danny hanging out his shingle, so to speak, and, and all those offers that have rolled in, uh, it's got to be some pretty amazing offers in there. So it would have to be really quite a deal uh, 
coming back from the new owners to compete with some of those, I guess. Yeah, and the question becomes, you know, how how soon are they really going to take a look at that portion of the whole entire business? Because, you know, Incisive basically always sounded to me like in the interviews and stuff, the bit I read from them, that they were pretty much willing to concede the U.S. market to Danny because they always talked about the international stuff and that's where, you know, the money's at and, and they do far more shows outside of the U.S. and, you know, maybe the new owners are the same way. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Well, you know what? We're getting some uh, we're getting some pressure from the old chat room today. We are to uh, to talk about spamming and jamming. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me try to get logged into the chat room, and then I can see what uh, everybody's whining about. There you go. Uh, give Dax a call. He's just down the hall, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. 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 I got it under control. I'm actually 100% trillion now. Oh, fantastic. Makes life much easier, doesn't it? Sometimes. But before I was 100% trillion, I could figure out how to get in the damn chat room, and now I'm not quite sure I can. But, um, you know, spamming and jamming, huh? Spamming and jamming. In fact, I am going to drop one of my favorite secret URLs that nobody ever seems to know about. I'm going to drop that in the chat room right now. For those of you listening... It is programmableweb.com slash API list. There's right. That chat room there. And uh, I don't know that we even really need to talk about that. Hey, folks, here's 281 APIs that connect to photo sharing, messaging, calendar ser- services, Amazon, Yahoo, AOL, Blogger, Bloglines, Cafe Press, uh, news websites, reference websites, uh, Library of Congress has an API, Facebook has an API, GeoCoder, AdSense APIs, all kinds of Google stuff in here. Uh, Rhode Island State Data Services is in here. The ISBN database, an entire book database lookup. All kinds of mapping stuff, social stuff. And if you need to know anything more beyond what we've just said, you're not spamming and jamming at the level you need to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, that's kind of the thing. Like, for people that are new to the game or, you know, interested in getting into that space, it's kind of overwhelming. I mean, what do you do? With, okay, so there's an API, now what? What does that mean? What do I do with that? Yeah, APIs, what APIs mean to you is nicely packaged data to do with as you please. Yeah, for the most well, maybe part. not as you please. There's probably some sort of terms around how you use the data and how you use some of these APIs. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of that data that exists out there that people are scraping and that people are, you know, going and getting the hard way is available through an API. And typically when you get an API, you get instructions on how to use that API. So as much as we used to, you know, the, the advent of RSS and how RSS now nicely packages what we used to scrape. APIs are the next step beyond that even. Right, and the key is finding something that has a couple things, valuable content and relaxed policies or uncleased policies because most 
people that do creative stuff with the APIs probably don't follow the rules associated with the API. Probably not. But what else is interesting about the API thing is our, this, this whole Web 2.0 world, this world of mashups and everybody doing this and that with apps and doing all this kind of stuff, um, dangerously close to being just repurposing data the same way we used to. It just has a, a clever logo with the letter E missing from it, and it's in pink and blue. And <laughs> a little fuzzy drop shadow and some gradient, and you're, you're good to go. Exactly. Um, we actually yeah. had this discussion, because now I remember TCEO is in the room going, hey, I got spam2.0.com. <laughs> yeah, now the, 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 the tough thing really is, and I guess the, the upside is, is that for the engines in general, is that it takes more work. So you're probably going to build something that is more, you know, a little more appealing to the actual end user than, than the kind of uh, regurgitated stuff from the past. Um, and if you do that, you might come up with something that will rank well. But the problem is, how do you find the API that has content that nobody's really using yet? Because once everybody starts using it, you end up right back in the same boat, really. Kind of like with, you know, the RSS stuff. Um, you, you know, it doesn't always rank well. There's there's some very there's some very clever stuff in here, and it's uh, and really what it boils down to is you got to get really creative with you know you know bypass the Yahoo APIs, bypass the Google APIs. Everybody and their dog is using those for things. If it's a name you recognize, give it you know put it on your list to come back to if you can't find something else. But go through the you know a list like this and look for the stuff that doesn't necessarily jump off the page at you and scream content. There's there's some real gems in there. There's a, there's a really interesting one that uh, I'm considering doing some playing with maybe, and it's an API for an online betting exchange. I was I just you're just looking at that one. You know, you? it's funny because out of that whole big list, where did my eye get drawn to? Uh, I was just clicking on that and and looking at that. And I guess the other thing too is is the idea of taking your own content making an API available and getting it listed in places like that so other people can do clever things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it kind of, and it's, it's interesting we're talking about this because I was sitting here today and um, doing some work for a client who, big, big site with a lot of user-contributed data. And they recently just ported it all to RSS. They're using FeedBurner and now the FeedBurner pages outrank their pages. <laughs> for the terms of the feed. So, you know, they thought it was really cool because they could get statistics and everything. But in reality, the only way they're going to take this kind of feed is they're going to chop it up and do, you know, they're not going to do legitimate stuff with it. So they put it on FeedBurner because FeedBurner has all those neat little tools and everything that everybody likes. And, uh, but, of course, FeedBurner lets their feed pages get indexed and use your content and place it on your site, and they outrank uh, the page that that feed is associated with. Yeah, you see that one all the time. Right. So, you know, the next question is, well, how do we abuse FeedBurner to, you know, take advantage? I mean, sometimes it's like instead of fighting it, you just want to kind of go with it and join. So since FeedBurner is pretty trusted, I would imagine, I would be willing to bet 
that if you redirected some links to your feed burner pages, you might get those feed burner pages to pop really well. There you go. They already have so much authority just being at FeedBurner. Right. So instead of fighting that uphill battle, and if somebody lands on the feed and it's your feed and they click through, you're going to get the visitor to your site. Mm -hmm. So I would think that the next wave of things that you know, people might end up playing with is helping FeedBurner garner links. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a large, I mean, a large part of it these days with exactly that sort of thing happening is, you know, you start talking to your clients about everything, and you're like, look, I'm, I'm about, you know, we call it search engine optimization, and this is the name of the division of the company, and this is what's on all the contracts. But at the end of the day, what I'm doing is bringing you non-paid traffic by any means necessary that doesn't get you in trouble. Pretty you know, much. And if it's... If it's <laughs> If it's ranking your feed burner page so that people get to that page and then get to you, or however you do it, the point is it's traffic you didn't pay for on a per-click basis, and it's relevant. And it's adding to your bottom line. So, you know, let's not get in a big stink about the fact that you know you're not number one on Google. Right, right. Or and here's the other thing too. So, and you can even if you have one of these really large sites, and especially in this particular situation, these uh, the pages associated with this feed are relatively new. Mm -hmm. But yet, the site has thousands and thousands of internal links that all point to that particular page. Beating your head against the wall to get that page to rank, just for fun, it might be cool to set up your server to where, you know, you're now going to redirect your own internal links for specific spiders to that feed burner page. Yep. And what you might find is the feed burner page jumps up dramatically. So, and it's, you know, it's very much like what's going on in the, you know, it's amazing how many institutions of higher learning have gotten into the affiliate game. Yes. It's all over the place. Very, very... There's just a, a slew of .edu entrepreneurs now. And, you know, it's, it's the same kind of concept there. Um, and then there's also the wiki thing. I mean, that's the new the new blog spam deal. Yeah. There's uh, a wiki near you. There's available. a wiki near you that is editable. Editable. Um, the funny thing with watching that, though, so there's a, a large chunk of, and thank God for open source, right? So there are all these open source wikis, and... Um, you got to go track them down on your own. But the thing is, many of them are, are hand-editable. You can go and find them, click. Sometimes you got to set up a user account, whatever. But what's funny is watching the downside of the wikis is um, anybody else can do it as well. Mm. So everybody's battling and erasing everybody else's links. <laughs> so you track down, oh, here's a wiki, and there's some guy who's already got his links in there. Um it's like blog spamming, except you can remove the guy who posted before you. <laughs> right? So, you know, with the blog thing, all these links keep getting added and added and added. So the value of that link, whatever it was, you know, ends up in the crapper because there ends up being 10,000 links on this poor abandoned page. So, you know, the wiki is just like that, except you can take off the guy ahead of you. But you just gotta, then you got to keep going back because it just cycles. 
Yeah. Whoever that's... happens to be there on the day the bots crawls wins for the next cycle, and that's it. Well, it just seems to me that that has to be managed with some sort of perhaps automated tool. That's thinking out loud. Here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that clever! An API. Clever! Somebody in the chat room has uh, registered squidoo.com slash oilman. Dude, you are so behind the curve. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know what? You just can't keep up. Like, you cannot go and register your nickname on every friggin' possible place where you can do that. It's just, I, you know, you just, you know, just cut your losses at some point and go, I just don't care anymore. Yeah, it, it gets... It gets hard, and it's, you know, you can't keep up with it. But the thing, and those pages, I've been looking at, you know, because obviously last time we did a show, we had Grey Wolf on, we were looking at, at Squidoo and all that kind of stuff, and I, you know, I do, I'm starting to see him pop occasionally, but it's neat looking, but not the, I don't know, it doesn't excite me. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is, 